that Billy Joel really is the Mets personified. It's like Elton John is the Yankees. Billy Joel is the Mets. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and like, if you're a Mets fan, you're a Mets fan all the way. And they're like, that's how I feel about the two. Yeah. This this is like a big discussion. We could do this for a, a podcast sometime. Billy Joel versus Elton John. Yeah, because wasn't Billy Joel's whole thing like he was like he was like the people's artist of New York. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. He was like the common man. Like he, that's kind of like what the he was real. Yeah, he kept it real. But sometimes real ain't pretty. Yeah, especially when it's around the Long Island area. <laughs> This is some real fucking musicality right here. It kind of sounds like a power tab because it's so fast. Remember power tabs? Dude, it sounds exactly like a power tab. <laughs> they say that these are not the best of times. Such a high They're voice. The yeah. times I've ever known. He's really good at piano. Like, oh, yeah. Everybody knows he's the piano man. Time <laughs> for meditation. But that sound of that piano is really rich. Yeah, it is. I don't know. I don't know it how almost, they sounds like it's that. double tracked, but it's definitely now not. I have seen that Great bass right there. A bass will drop in like a ten sensitive vocal. Total Jackson Brown. Also, you'll love this groove when I play it to you. But I wasn't expecting that shit. And then these guys. Oh wow. Oh. Ooh, wow, yeah. yeah, you're right. Wow, you're right. Liberty, Liberty DeVito on the drums. Carter Beaufort. <laughs> With so his fucking uh, golfing gloves. Yeah, yeah, his gloves. I mean, this band is really making this into a, a bop. Yeah. Like cool chords. That was cool. Yeah. Also, these lyrics are like so fucking good. Like I, we don't always do songs that have awesome lyrics. Really dramatic drum section. Also, you'll love what's about to hit now. We're in this this the single and playlist era, but people should just start listening to album cuts. Yeah. they're so weird. What the heck? Was that like clarinet? Yeah, it's, I think it's a saxophone. Oh god, like yeah. alto. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those hi hats sound great. They do. It sounds like Perhaps like maybe j- like uh, the dream sampled this for an umbrella. Nice. <laughs> Welcome to Listen to This, a podcast in which we explore songs we like. We research what they mean, how they were recorded, why they were written, why we like them, why you should listen to this. Today we're talking about one of my favorite tunes from one of my favorite artists. It's the song Summer, Highland Falls by Billy Joel. Bill Joel. Bill Joel. Bill Joel. To the common man, he goes <laughs> yeah, by Bill. Bill Joel. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time I was in a band and we like sold out like a pretty a pretty big club like in New York City. Yeah. Um, and then it's like somebody was like, listen, you guys are good, but don't get it twisted. You ain't Bill Joel at the garden. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's the most fucking New York shit I, know, I ever heard. Dude. Wow, I can De- like hear a guy's voice dead saying ass. that. Yeah, like a teamster. Yeah. With, like a sandwich hanging out of his pocket Definitely. probably. Definitely. <laughs> Marbles by his yeah. ear. <laughs> Summer Highland Falls was released on May 19th, 1976, 
on the brilliant album Turnstiles. The song was not a single from the album, but quickly became a fan favorite. It was written and produced by Billy Joel and was recorded at Ultrasonic Recording Studios in Hempstead, New York. Which is awesome. I think is that Long is, Island? Is Hempstead? That's not. It's different from the Hamptons, right? Oh yeah. Well, I, I don't know exactly, but I used to live in West Hempstead, which gotcha. I assume is somewhat connected to Hempstead. Is that uh, where but East it was Long Egg Island? Is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> East, Egg, East exactly. Egg and West Egg. He recorded this in a uh, fucking uh, what's what was it, what's the person's name? Jay Gatsby Studio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not finally read some of the classics I never read in high school? Here's one right here: The Great Gatsby. A book by the only respected guy in the world named Scott. Uh, it was mixed by Bruce Botnick, who I've seen that name around a lot. Yeah, I feel like he yeah, was big know. on these Billy Joel records, yeah. probably. It features Howie Emerson on guitars, Doug Stigmeyer on the bass, Liberty DeVito on drums, and one of the best names we've had on this podcast on percussion. That's Mingo Lewis. Sick. All that Met- is a cool name. All Mets fans. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> Summer Highland Falls is about manic depression. Joel wrote it in 1975 during a transitional period in his life when he was moving back home to New York after spending three years in California. According to Joel, the song, quote, was more about manic depression than just depression, end quote. He wrote the music to reflect the highs and lows of the experience, which is reflected in the song's piano theme. The left hand plays the depression part going slowly up and down while the right hand is the manic part kind of bouncing around freely. This is an example of musical shingspiel, right? right? That German concept that the lyrics of the music are reflected in the performance. Hmm. And like, it's cool to hear it kind of in like the opposite way. Yeah. The music reflecting the lyrics. So like manic depression is like, being bipolar, basically, like yeah. You're manic one minute, and yeah. Then one minute you're down. So you get low, but there is like this element of like detachment, disillusionment. That's like really excessively exciting. I right. think because regular life, like, is is kind of piece of shit most of the time, right? So like when you feel that energy, you just go fucking crazy, right? Um, it the song's like pretty strange in the sense that the title doesn't appear at all in the lyrics, and there's no chorus. Which, right. which is tough to know. Like, it feels like there's a chorus because there's that musical break yeah. that kind of works the same way. Yeah. But I was wondering, like, what, like, do you think we'll ever have songs again that don't have choruses? Really, it seems like we've put everything into the chorus. Right. It's so strange. It's because like I've <laughs> seen people come in and they do like the stream of conscious songs. Yeah. Like Kanye will do some of those songs. Yeah. yeah. Where it's just like him, just like kind of going like nothing repeats. Yeah. Which it's I kind of like that, yeah, too. It's, it's similar. Cool. Like, I think you'll see more of that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But, like, the the musical chorus, like, there's not a lot of that Right, anymore. because there is a musical, like, in these song, like in these Kanye songs, like, the, there is, like, a musical part that comes yeah, in. Like, yeah, yeah, This is, like, the hook part. But, yeah, I don't know. Musically, yeah, it's interesting. This, uh, this song's, like, I got some of my, like, favorite lyrics and, like, one of the great yearbook lines of all time. Oh, nice. And I've got to ask you about your Hags. yearbooks. But this one is, quote... They say that these are not the best of times, but they're the only times I've ever known. Wow. Yeah, heavy. What was your yearbook quote? Um, do, you rem- do you remember? No, I don't. I don't totally remember either, but I have an inkling that it was either um, a journey, don't stop believing, yeah. or ride the wind by poison. I was really into that fucking <laughs> song. <laughs> and, uh, I, but like around the time when I was like graduating high school, everyone's yearbook quote was Incubus. Oh, Whatever yeah, tomorrow yeah, yeah. brings, oh, I'll, I'll be, be there. Man, Luke, we do like a lot of huge hit songs on this podcast, and those are really fun because, like, they 
they make me remember like a time within pop culture. Right. So like when I hear Yeah by Usher, like part of me thinks about like Paris Hilton and Nicole yeah, Richie yeah. on like the oh, Simple wow, Life. Wow, and, like, yeah, dude. Like there's things like that. But uh, it's these like album cuts that I love talking about with people because they like show me a win. They like, when somebody's like, oh, I would love like the sixth track off Will Smith's Willennium, <laughs> which is I think the one before Miami. <laughs> <laughs> or that's Big Willie style. Sorry, oh my when God. they're like that, it's like it feels like a personal window into like their thing. And it's like, what's an album cut that you really like that like you think kind of might sum up some of your thoughts about like music? Like, yeah, the Lucas aesthetic. Not to bring it, not to bring it back full circle, but there's some album cuts on some of these Incubus records oh, nice. that are incredible. Yeah, yeah, like which ones? So I, I really do like that. Uh, Crow Left of a Murder record. Um, they have songs on there like Pistola, Southern Girl, um, that are just like not known. That are yeah. really cool songs. There's a couple Deftone albums that we have where the where the B cuts are like the ones. Yeah, you know? yeah. So in some some songs we've done like the older songs, the more popular track ended up being the B side. You're right. Which yeah. I think is funny. Like I would I would implore all listeners of this podcast to just start listening to albums because you'll find like a fucking nugget in there. Like maybe like a week ago, I put on like a Linda Ronstan album. Right. And like halfway through there was a song that like brought me to my knees. Yeah. I was like, this is fucking incredible. And you should never hear it if you're just surfing in that other way. That's what's really like opened like my like musical exploration is ha- having that record player at home. Yeah. Because Number one, going to the record store is so fun. It's really fun. It's, it's something great. to do too, yeah. which everybody needs that. And it's like you might go and you might spend, you know, forty bucks to get like two records and it's great. You have like this. Awesome oh, you're buying you're buying good new quality records. I like the new ones. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, because I man, I, I like new things. Yeah, because like, you could go to Fantasyland and get like fifty records for like twelve dollars. Yeah, I don't like used stuff yeah. and, and it's like and it's it's a it's a character flaw. <laughs> Like but that's okay. You have a lot of character pluses. Right. Like, yeah, you need some flaws to bring you down here to the rest of us. No our one level. talks about character pluses. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I've never heard that term before. Exactly. That's amazing. <laughs> but listening to albums is is made me more of a music fan. Yeah, is what yeah. I was getting at. <laughs> <laughs> so, how do you think this piano is recorded? I'm always fascinated by like because I'm always fascinated like how you record a piano to sound rich and full but also not like eat up every other instrument yeah and it's just like I wonder what your thoughts are because this is a cool the piano cuts well but it's not all the way mid-rangey yeah like it's when I heard the piano it was I'd like never heard a piano kind of sound like that it was like really clear really bright but like not super like honky yeah yeah Recording a piano is probably like one of the hardest things to do because like it's easy to like look at a guitar amp and be like, okay, where does the sound come from? Sound comes out of there. Tiny fucking speaker. Exactly. Vocals. Where does the sound come from? There. Acoustic guitar. Where does the sound come from? There. You can. It's it's unidirectional. Yeah. A piano is so big and so massive, and there's a stereo field there that you want to try to capture. That there's so many ways to try to record a piano. It is difficult. Yeah. Do you think sound also comes out of the keys themselves? Definitely. Like people will get mics way in there, like right up on the hammers. People will get them like looking at the piano long ways, looking at it sideways, getting it from above. There's so many different ways. I've seen people. Drum recording. There's this cool, yeah, drum recording. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) There's this one microphone called a pressure zone microphone, PZM microphone. Okay. And what they do is they only 
get reflected sound. So what it is is if you can imagine like a piece, like a sheet of plastic mm-hmm. with like um, a thing going over it and the microphone is pointing down at the plastic. So no direct sound can get to the microphone. Yeah. Only what reflects off that plastic thing. Oh, that's really cool And concept. sometimes people will put those in the piano and you get a weird sound. Oh, shit. I want to mic up a piano now. Dude, yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. And it's also really stressful because it's – it's just so many variables. Yeah, and it's the, like, how do you want it to sound for the song? And for a person like Billy Joel, I'm sure he knows how a piano sounds very intimately. Definitely. So I bet this session was stressful, like trying to get the mics right and him being like, oh, f- fucking yeah. Mets are going to blow it again. Right. Goddamn, Mike Piazza. Guy Mike Piazza. Shout out Al Leiter. Right, C- nice, dude. Cousin nice. of the podcast. Nice. Best Mets pitcher ever. Nice. I wasn't Pedro Martinez a Met for a, a while. Was um Daryl Strawberry a Met? Yeah, it was Strawberry. That's or that's like eighties. Yeah, right? him. He was like a, a Met and a Yankee and abusing Coke like crazy. He could great. He could have produced this Billy Joel song for all I know. I'm kidding. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Listen to this is brought to you by Heloton, the first ever at home subscription exercise bike program exclusively for Satan worshippers or anybody interested in the dark arts. Every class burns exactly 666 calories, and it only costs your salvation, which, let's face it, probably isn't real anyway. Heloton, sell your soul and get swole. Thanks so much, y'all, for listening to this podcast. Please rate and review this podcast on Apple, iTunes, Spotify. We're on Instagram, Patreon. We've got a playlist on Spotify with all the songs and episodes from season one, two, and three. Let us know what we're doing and what songs you want us to do episodes about. Thanks so much for listening to this.